Hey, welcome to the Great American Shootout podcast featuring Blue and Mass. Whether it be tournament recaps, rankings, or in-season analysis, we are your source for all things Texas high school basketball. Before we get into our show, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Ever wondered how to make a significant improvement in your game? Gasso Player Analytic Breakdown equips you with the knowledge you need to take your game to the next level. With Gasso Player Analytic Breakdown, you will receive write-ups, feedback, shot charts, heat maps, and even film to harness your full potential. To learn more, go to greatamericanshootout.com. Again, that's greatamericanshootout.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Great American Shootout podcast. I'm Blue Zertucci alongside... uh, Coach Mass, well, not actually alongside, but he's on the other side of the screen. Uh, it's Friday, May 29th, and I, Coach Mass, I finally feel like there's a Monday through Friday, and now we can look forward to each weekend. Oh, you know, man. There's, there's, yeah, we're finally moving forward um, just with all the, you know, every day it feels like life is going <laughs> back to a little bit more normal, right? Yes, and, and I can actually... I guess look forward to a little bit something different on the weekends. And, and I think all of us can, uh, hopefully everybody's in that place that we're able to kind of move forward in, in, in that direction. And uh, big day coming on Sunday, which is May 31st, uh, the official, and I put that in quotes because the official dates date to start practice for youth sports we won't say it too loudly but i'm sure there's been one two or a hundred teams already practicing (laughs) are you taking the court no doubt (laughs) and so um and along with those practices come a little bit more um a clearer a clearer picture for teams that are going to be playing in the summer uh you know you and i have talked about in the office that this uh, the pool of maybe some of these club teams that thought they had four or five or six teams are combining because of personal reasons. Some kids may not play this summer, so they're kind of it's shrinking a little bit of their their program. Maybe moving from four teams to just having three or cutting them in half. But that's kind of the vibe that we're getting. That we'll starting next week, we'll get a lot more uh, information from from teams moving forward, and also that kind of gets us into the whole. Uh, Gasso BDT, the Gasso Basketball Decision Training that that uh, you're starting here on June 1st. Oh yeah, man, uh, we are starting next week. It's an exciting time. Um, we've actually excited or uh, decided to extend the deadline to the end of Friday. It was originally Thursday. Um, Want to make sure to get our ducks in a row over the weekend. So um, if you're hearing this, please sign up. We'd love to have you. Um, the big thing we're trying to hit on is uh, decision making. A lot of trainers focus on just moves, and I want to focus on when to use that stuff. When to use those moves, how to make the decisions um, at the correct correct times, um, ultimately to read their man and the defense simultaneously. So, if you're interested, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find it in the show notes. You can find it all over our uh, our website at greatamericanshootout.com um, and much more. So, we're really excited. We start June second and. Um, you know, trying to follow the recommendations, and we're approved, so we're a full go, Blue. Yeah, and also, uh, let's go ahead and take this time to let our listeners know to go into your your pod, wherever you listen to your podcast. If, if it's Apple, go subscribe, give us a positive five-star review, and uh, leave us some type of uh, Twitter handle, any type of social media handle. 
handle that we can get back to you or an email in order to enter you into the BDT Analytics $199 package will be given away uh, around June 4th. And so this is a really cool package where we break it down and um, we get film and it's it's a different um, vibe. We, we will just watch you. We're not watching the game. We're watching you. And it just gives you a really cool breakdown of everything we're doing and um, hopefully provide some feedback and some positive write-ups for you so you can uh, get some exposure and, um, you know, promote yourself a little bit. Yeah. Promote yourself, promote your games, what we like to say with that. Um, kind of moving into the July um NCAA came out today, and officially, I think what everybody already kind of felt the buildup to was the cancellation of uh, the July Open period. It's going to go dead. Uh, so once again, nobody on Division One campus, no recruits on Division One campuses. Division One coaches cannot leave campus for recruiting reasons. Um, as of right now, Division Two is in quiet time, meaning they can have. Uh, student athletes on campus, but the coaches cannot leave to go to a Great American Shootout right now uh, until uh, that quiet period ends June 30th. So Division Threes, JUCO, uh, NAIs, we've talked to them. They're ready to go as, um, as long as you know it, it, it's okay with their administration, but it kind of looks like everybody's ready for some, some basketball on June 19th through the 21st at Round Rock, which is the Gasso's first um, tournament of the uh, of the circuit. So I'm um, going to throw it over to you, Coach Mass, and we're going to get into some commitments. Yeah, so some notable commitments and offers. I'm going to start with the 2021 class. We have number 50, Ian Mata from Allen High School. He was offered by Rice. Uh, number 36, Jonathan Massey from Houston St. Thomas and now attending Houston Legacy. He was offered by UNT. Number 28, Griffin Datcher the fourth from Conroe Oak Ridge was offered by Texas Southern. Moving into our 2022s, number 38, Terrence Arsenault from Beaumont United was offered by Rice. Number 12, Amari Abram from Port Arthur Memorial was offered by Rice as well. Number 8, Trey Clayton from Dallas Faith Family was offered by Nebraska. And then um, a commitment from the 2020 class, Wesley Sellers from Morton Ranch committed to North Lake Junior College. So congratulations to all those guys. Yeah, and I'm going to just jump in right here. There's a couple of guys that really stick out to me that I really like, and one of them is uh, is the the 2022 uh, class of 2022 Trey Clayton, who who was originally offered, I believe his first offer was from Texas A&M, and you talk about a complete player, uh, not to overuse the term, but junkyard dog. He's going to go rebound. He's going to go get re. I'm sorry. He's going to go rebound. He's going to go get deflections. He's going to defend. He's going to pressure the ball and he's going to score and he's just uh he's really fun to watch great athlete uh along with uh like griffin datcher maybe not as high obviously on uh uh, of recruitment as as trey clayton but griffin datcher is one of those guys that's just going to be around the ball and be around the basket making plays and ian mata is a guy that uh got a couple calls lately on from college coaches, so he's kind of moving up the ladder a little bit, and and the Wesley uh, Wesley Sellers that's going to uh, North Lake, high academic kid, so he's got a lot going for him, a lot of momentum as he heads into uh, his uh, his junior college uh, uh, years coming up at uh, at North Lake, and and now we're going to uh, introduce you to uh, our 
a two-sport athlete, Gavin Perryman, uh, who is a uh, notable basketball player and baseball player at Dallas Jesuit. All right, we're going to welcome to the show Gavin Perriman from Dallas Jesuit. He's a 2021. Gavin, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. We good. Uh, how about y'all? Thanks for having me on the air. Of course, man. We are doing great, Blue. You doing all right? Oh, I'm I'm ready to uh, to roll with this interview right here. I got a lot of questions for you, Gavin. Sweet, Gavin. I'll kick us off. Um, how has quarantine life been for you? You know, what are your workouts looking like? We know you're a two-sport athlete. You're having to balance both um, baseball and basketball. So what are you doing? What is quarantine looking like for you, buddy? Um, I mean, basically, it's been uh, kind of frustrating, but also kind of a blessing at the same time. Um, I have more free time. To, uh, I'd say work out and just get better. Um, and I think I'll have more now that I'm done with school. But um, basically, I've um, I've been having to lift, shoot. I have access to a gym, thankfully. Um hit like do private lessons um and really do things for uh, both sports at the same time but also laws like social distancing so yeah and that was i i did i did talk to uh your head coach at dallas jesuit uh chris hill uh who by the way does a fantastic job and i've known chris for a very long time uh ever since his days over at uh, trinity university in san antonio as an assistant and he you know he mentioned to me and he told me that you're one of the few guys that he's ever seen be able to work hard at two sports at the same time. Uh, you know, what is that concentration like? What's that transition from the basketball court to the to the baseball field? What what is that? What is that like for you? Um, I mean, well, to start, I just think like the work ethic and everything that I've been taught just comes from my dad. Um, he's always taught me, you know, give a hundred percent with everything you do. Um, and so whenever I'm doing something, whether it's basketball, uh, baseball, lifting, schoolwork, like I'm doing it as hard as I can. Um, and so I think that um, really I've kind of gotten better at balancing my schedule. Um, so I think – what was your question again? Sorry. Oh, just the, the transition from the two. Because so many uh, in, my, in our line of work – there's always guys going from players going from the football field to the to the basketball court, which is totally different conditioning when you talk to them. And there's very been very few guys that have gone from the basketball court to the baseball field. And uh, so I just kind of trying to get a feel for what is that like for you going from a fast paced game, playing 32 minutes, transitioning over to a football field where it's more relaxed. You got a little burst of intense uh, plays throughout a seven inning game um i mean i think it's really just kind of a breath of fresh air um i mean when i get to the end of basketball season i mean it's a grind the whole season for 30 30 32 games however long we play um and so once i get to baseball um it's really like it's a completely different setting like i'm when i get done with basketball i'm in the weight room because uh, baseball you need kind of the more raw strength and stuff but also um what I did a better job of this year is like getting prepared for baseball season. So my sophomore year, um, like I, we, we went three or four rounds deep. Um, and I didn't really do a ton of baseball stuff. Like I had lessons and, uh, I threw every now and then, but I came out my sophomore year and just did not play how I wanted to. Um, I really think that kind of fueled me my junior year. So like at the end of junior year and towards the end of my junior year, um, or end of basketball season, my junior year, um, 
I really concentrated on, on being ready for baseball season. That just it takes a lot more time than you want, but it comes down to how much I really wanted it, and I think I I showed that going into my junior year. So, man, that that's an awesome response. One of the questions I had here actually was. I'm a big fan of you because I love the way you compete. And you said, you know, my dad kind of gave me that drive. So I'm going to shift it back to basketball and, and kind of on the premise of that. What are you focusing on within basketball this year um, to make yourself um, kind of jump to another level? Um, I think mainly it's uh, athleticism and just kind of carrying a team. Um, we had a lot of young guys this year, and uh, being one of the leaders, I feel like um, I didn't do the best of job that we wanted to, and you saw that in the wins losses. Um, I think basketball wise, just uh, staying in shape and creating more, being more of a, I've kind of transitioned more into a point guard. Um, just really, because basically the way I play is just to win. So, um, I mean, you got to give everything you got every single game, every time you step out on the floor, um, and really just. Uh, becoming more of an offensive threat um, in our system is really what I've focused on the past year, I guess. So you do a great job in transition. Like I, I love watching you, man. And yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a really cool goal. I've seen I've seen quite a bit of you actually. Once again, to our listeners, we're talking to uh, class of twenty twenty one guard um, for Dallas Jesuit uh, Gavin Perryman. Uh, Gavin, uh, you average seventeen. Uh, four rebounds, four assists per game. Uh, you're also outfielder and pitcher. Uh, you've been clocked to nearly 90 uh, miles per hour, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, you know, when when you're out there on on the basketball court, um, you know, just like Coach Matt said, you do a lot of things well. Um, you know, what is it that you're looking for though within the within the gameplay? That uh, that you know certain defenses. Obviously, you like to shoot. You like to handle it. You know what do you try to to look for out there in in your opponent uh, so you can get that edge. Um, really, just like tendencies mostly. Um, I mean, I've I've talked to Coach Hill and we've watched so much film over the past two years that every morning before game days we'd come in and have kind of a full session of what we're going to do, what we think matchups are going to be like. So. Um, Basically going in, I know uh, who everyone is. I know what are their tendencies. Like, let's say, okay, he likes to dribble right. Like, he doesn't go left. Or this guy doesn't hedge well off screens. Like, I usually know that going into games. And so uh, um, really just that film work, I think, helps us in the games because there's so many little things that we can benefit on just from, you know, watching tendencies and knowing what people are going to do out there. So You've, you've mentioned uh... – you don't have any offers right now from in basketball. You do on baseball, uh, which I find it very unique that there's it's not a thing to go out there and list your baseball uh, offers. Uh, but in basketball, uh, you do have interest and you have talked to at some point to Colorado State, Sam Houston State, Abilene Christian, Army, Belmont, Stephen F. Austin, UTA, Miami, Ohio, and Wichita, Wichita State, and uh, locally BYU. Um my question for you is: You have many resources, like you said. Your 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 dad, uh, who played at the University of Texas, Brandy Perryman. You have Coach Hill, who is rich in basketball um, 
with his dad, Bob Hill, who was a, an NBA coach. His uh, one of his brothers is is a an assistant, um, and then and then of course is uh, another one of his brothers, a head coach for uh, for girls uh, college basketball. What can you take away from all of the resources that you have? in order to prepare you for right now these interests could turn into offers, um, a little bit looking into the future of, of summer and what you have to do? Um, well, really, I mean, I think I'm in such a, a great position. Um, I come from kind of a well-known basketball family, and I've kind of picked up on, um, and as well as Coach Hill's family as well. Um, I think uh, we call him Papa Hill, Bob Hill. Uh, he's really He's around the program so much. Um, and I really have learned to kind of appreciate what he does um, for all of us because I think he's opened a lot of doors recruiting um, because he knows uh, how I play and he sees uh, everything I do out there. And so those guys, I mean, they help me out so much, uh, not not just on the court too. So, I guess the, the last question I have before we wrap up here, Gavin, is can you outshoot your, da- your, your dad? Oh, uh, I think that's <laughs> uh, just being – our competitive family, um, he'll say no, not any time. Uh, but right now, I would say yes, I could. Uh, but that's just the competitive side of uh, me. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I am old enough that I saw your dad play in college. And, and it was uh, Coach Mass, if you've never seen him, he was one of those guys that if you were going to guard him at 20 feet, because he wasn't – fleet-footed right oh, can, we, yeah, can yeah. we say that <laughs> he would make you guard him at 23 feet or 25 feet and it was just it was great to watch and it's great to watch you out there and 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 do your thing on the basketball court and and we're just uh, uh very thankful that you came on today gavin yeah i mean if we want to keep going i'm fine with that i'm having real fun with it all right gavin i'll i'll, I'll keep you on the line a little bit um let me ask you about this okay what are what are the differences between basketball recruiting and baseball recruiting because like you, the, the the sports itself are very we've already discussed are two different things so does it, how does that look in recruiting um well basically the the recruiting systems and the processes are kind of completely different um basically in baseball recruiting happens so much earlier like freshman year eighth grade year um is where you see like basketball juniors now um like waiting for this summer and really like are starting to get offers and then like really no one's committed. And so, um, as of now, like most of my guys on my baseball team are committed to a power five or a really good school. Um, and so basically it just happened so much earlier and that's, I've had to turn down baseball coaches, um, because like I wanted to see if I could, um, kind of extend my dream of playing uh, college basketball. I think that was a big thing. And I think I've had to turn down a bunch of baseball schools to make that happen. So, and, and there's so much more that also goes into into baseball because you can they're not necessarily full rides and so oh, yeah. that's that's another thing it's just like so basically college baseball uh teams have 11.75 scholarships whereas um college basketball teams have um 12 full scholarships so you have 12 scholarships for 12 guys whereas baseball is 11.75 for 35 i think is the roster limit and so dudes aren't getting like full rides like everyone thinks. And that's a huge difference when it comes down to money and everything with that. Have you turned down offers at a younger age just to kind of get to this point to where you're, you're heading into your senior year, 
you obviously, I, I think that you're eventually going to get offers. I mean, it, it, have you turned down baseball uh, uh, scholarship money? Um, I wouldn't say I've turned down. Um, I've just said, hey, like, I'm not ready to commit right now. Um, I'm still kind of working on this dream. Um, I obviously love the school, but um, I just can't commit right now. And so basically schools have, I was kind of lost a little bit of interest just because like their classes fill up so much, um, so much quicker than basketball does that. Um, I could say, or I guess you could say I've um, kind of not turned down offers, but um, not accepted them right away. So. And um, I have two more questions because this is very fascinating and, and very different than the conversations that we have. We will end with a basketball question um, again <laughs> as as we're in extended uh, time with you, Gavin. Um, what about the scene, the, the the baseball summer scene in the basketball? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't tell you how chaotic my summers are. Um, so basically you have select basketball, select baseball, all at the same time and practices with each. So, I mean, I can tell you last July, I think mid to late, I was literally gone from my home for, I think 23 or 24 days, just playing tournaments. Um, and so that just, it kind of takes a toll on you a little bit, but then you remember like why you're doing this and how much fun you're having at the same time. So. Um, I mean, I love doing both, and it's something I take pride in. Uh, so, yeah. And the final question that we have for the for the day is the environment at the gymnasium when an opponent comes in. Y'all have, you know, the Aggies have the 12th man. Y'all have like the fifty the fifty five guys. I mean, it's incredible. It's rocking. It's nutty. Talk about those fans. Are probably. Most of those guys are your friends, and, and and they just show up and they give you all a boost. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't tell you how much um, I love our fans, our atmosphere, our community. Um, really, I think every game, our gym isn't very big. Um, it's probably probably I think it was the smallest in our district this year, um, but I feel every single game it's packed in the student section. Um, and though, like, we really feed off those guys. Um, and I can't tell you how much, like, I thank those guys because, um, man, it's a brotherhood of Jesuit. And I think that atmosphere is so much different. And uh, we kind of take pride in that. It's the sixth man at Jesuit. Um, just shout out to Jesuit Nation, man. It's every single game. It's a packed house. And that's how we like it. So well, that's really good stuff. And, Gavin, we are so appreciative that you came on the show today. And we – Look forward to watching what you do next. And that's going to conclude this episode of the Great American Shootout Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Great American Shootout Podcast. For more Texas high school basketball, visit us at texashoops.rivals.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Texas Hoops Gasso. We'll see you next time.